0: Welcome to Professoria Atilio Scenza's newest book, translated and narrated by Richard Huff. This latest publication is part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp series, entitled Mama Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Vine and Prejudice, Fake Science and the Search for the Perfect Grape. This is a great way to get a sneak peek at the book before it hits the shelves, so listen in and let the geeky knowledge seep into your ears, because we all need a little bit of scenza.
1: Chapter 9, The American Plague, Crisis and Resolution In the decades between the 19th and 20th centuries, agricultural research expanded significantly in various European countries. Spurred on by Mendelism, biometrics and De Vries-inspired mutationism, this included the establishment of innovative laboratories and agricultural colleges. Breakthroughs in the field of genetics were increasingly important for the development of new hybrids, which had both a scientific and commercial significance. Various empirical laws of agriculture are used in physiology and genetics to orientate oneself in the context of basic scientific investigation using knowledge or explanatory metaphors, often borrowed from fieldwork, such as crossing, variety, and selection. Those who work in the field have different expectations, depending on their background, interests, and points of view. The technicians of the experimental stations and agricultural schools, more directly involved in its practical application, approached hybridization not merely as a scientific problem, but above all as a practical mechanism for creating new plant varieties with improved productivity. More detached observers regarded hybridization primarily as a scientific problem and only as an afterthought did they consider the economic perspective. The unexpected arrival of the so-called American Plague and the devastating impact on the European agricultural economy gave fresh impetus to genetic research, bridging the gap between the sores on the one hand and the academic scholars of genetics on the others, forming an alliance that would lead to the creation of hundreds of hybrids and the development of a solution to the phylloxera outbreak in a relatively short period of time. The agrarian crisis of this period also led to a radical shift in public intervention in agriculture more generally this was particularly apparent in the education sector with the creation of the first viticulture and enology schools in the 1870s also during this period a transition from autonomous viticulture practices to a culture of information sharing and commercialization was realized making the birth of modern viticulture possible. The collaboration between the academic and agricultural worlds, working alongside public administrators and large landowners to promote the dissemination of agricultural knowledge that flowed from the experimentation centers to farmers, resulted in the creation of provincial Catedre Ambulante di Agricultura, These centres would play a fundamental role, especially in northern Italy, in the anti-phylloxera movement and in the transfer of agricultural knowledge and innovation more generally, including the use of mineral fertilisers and relevant training. Genetic innovation has always been met with great caution by European viticulture. Just remember the passionate debates conducted in France and Italy on grafting and hybrids between the 18th and 19th centuries. In fact, at the beginning of the 20th century, the basis of post phylloxera reconstruction was shaken by the theories of Daniel, an anti-Americanist of clear Lamarckian inspiration, on the functional capacities of grafting, and Gautier, on the coalescence of the plasmas. In other words, by the possibility that with the process of grafting, the characteristics of two individual plants were combined and would lose their individual identity. It took an International Congress in Angers in 1907 and all the authority of Professor Louis Ravaz at the International Horticultural Congress of 1930 in London to reject the thesis of Daniel and Gautier and many others who today we would call deniers on the specific variations produced by grafting which, according to their hypotheses, would have led to the creation of true asexual hybrids. The numerous scientific anecdotes relating to the tests conducted to prove one or the other theory gives an indication of the strength of opposition. With the arrival of phylloxera in Europe, numerous researchers, especially French and German, the so-called Americanists, tried to combine resistance to the aphid and other so-called American diseases present in the variation of the North American germ plasma, with the good wine quality of the European vine, hoping to find the so-called ideal vine in so-called hybrids producers directs which could be planted without the rootstock and which were resistant to disease the first vines brought from america were some natural hybrids such as isabella noah elivra york madeira the so-called hybrids of the ancient catalogues which produ- produced grapes with a distinctly foxy taste not appreciated by the European consumer. An intense programme of artificial hybridization then began, which led to the creation of new direct-producer hybrids. Unfortunately, despite the rivers of ink and eloquence that were poured, the first resistant hybrids that were produced in France and Italy, the so-called direct-producer hybrids, often resulted in wines of modest quality. Despite this, the research did not stop, and in various transalpine and eastern European research centres, including in Hungary and the Czech Republic, they continued using the recurrent crossing technique and produced new resistant vines with improved enological characteristics, together with a certain tolerance to cold winters which were cultivated with some success in the 1960s, especially in German-speaking countries in the wake of the ecological movements and political pressure from the Greens. In Mediterranean countries with stronger cultural roots, these new vines were labeled a form of unfair competition because they gave the colder and less suitable areas of Europe a certain competitive advantage that was difficult to overcome. Italian Wine Podcast Chin with Italian Wine People